Look at you, hacker. A pathetic creature of meat and bone. Panting and sweating as you run through my corridors. How can you challenge a perfect, immortal machine? Welcome to Video Games Weekly on The Fan. I am Paul Charchi and my co-host, as always, Reiner from Game Informer and GameInformer.com. Hi. Hello, Church. Um, lots to get to. We did a, a lot of E3 last week. We're doing there's more stuff that we I mean, didn't even get to. We're a week away from the big show for video games. This yeah. is where everything's announced, revealed. We see right. new games, yeah. new consoles, all that stuff. And I can't wait to talk to you about it next week. Nope, I will not be on the show. That'll be your brother, right? That'll be my brother. That's right. Uh, Sam will be here, uh, bringing his 20 years of uh, Microsoft, Xbox, and PlayStation uh, knowledge with him uh, next week. I want to start with Call of Duty Modern Warfare. By the way, as a quick side note, uh, well, actually two things. Number one, Joe, we've got giveaways. Tell people what they can get for a contribution to the show. Uh, same as last week, we have a copy of Sony's MLB The Show 19 for the PS4, and then yes. we have a special edition Hitman Poke Striker Pro Gaming headset compatible Excellent. with the PC, PS4, and the Xbox One. It's basically, a, it's got a headphone jack. It's a, a plug into anything. Yes. I yes. still use them. They're a great headset. They, I do too. And my daughter does too. I think we mentioned that last week. Uh, is it time to freshen up the open to the show? It hasn't mm. changed in 10 years. What are you thinking? It has to be a game theme, right? Well, yeah. That's System Shock that you're hearing now. Right. That's System Shock. Is there? I, it might be time to freshen it up. All right. I mean... Let's explore it next week. I, maybe. Okay. I mean, I need help, but yeah. I mean, I it's not, it's not within my capability to do it, but I would want some ideas. Okay. Here's what I don't want. I don't want just like the Mario theme. No. No. That's yeah. not nearly cool enough. I want something of equal coolness to show Dan... Laying down the law on a space station like we've got now, I take uh, I take rec- if you've got ideas out there, if you're listening, we we would take that new yeah, open we can to put the something show. Together, yeah. yeah, it's been ten years. We can we can move on. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, we, we got the we got a ton of information. The uh, a, a I think probably as much information as we're going to get, maybe even through E3. Let's talk about what we know, Ryan. Yeah, it's not a re-release. No, it is just called. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, again. I know, guess Doom's done it right. We, we've seen a bunch of games do this. It's too soon. It is too soon. You can't I just agree. reboot something that came out 10 years ago. So here's why they say they're they're just calling it Modern Warfare. Because they they wanted the game to be grounded in reality. They wanted to be more mature. They wanted it uh, to be more authentic. And the previous, the previous Modern Warfares had gone off the rails so far into Fantasyland that and, by the way, in Modern Warfare 3, if you recall, you know, everything got nuked at the end of the game. So, you know, where do you go from there? If you're going to make Modern, Modern Warfare 4, are you, that suggests you're going to pick up that storyline. And they, didn't, they just wanted to drop that storyline and be able to just start fresh. Yet they have 
Captain Price back again. Yeah, well, except that. And they say it's not a reboot, but it's got it's a reboot. It's got one of the other main characters. So I guess you know you could have just called it you know modern warfare something you know or modern combat or uh, if you like the word modern because it is somewhat modern in terms of the technology and yes it's set the in the near future yeah yeah I get that but now you're just confusing people with multiple games with the same title yeah, I'm kind of with you on it I don't I don't care for that um it's an Infinity Ward production for all for everybody who thought Infinity Ward was going to die when Jason left and the other guy. Who was the other guy? Jason and Van. Vince. Vince. Jason and Yeah, that doesn't work. That's they've been fine. Yeah. Infinity Ward makes good stuff. Well, I mean, they have Activision has this rotation of developers. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a new Call of Duty game every year. It's yeah. annualized, but there are three teams working on each game for three years. You know, the the big the ones that kind of lead the charge are Infinity Ward, Treyarch, and then Sledgehammer. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, a, you know, these games come every three years. So this team has been cooking on a new engine yeah, for that long, probably. So what's your worry? Now, new engine can be good and bad, right? It can be higher resolution graphics, and it can be tighter gameplay, and a lot of other things. But the, but the majority of the time, the first game on a new engine struggles. Bugs, problems, performance, all kinds of things. What's your level of concern over the new engine for Call of Duty Modern Warfare? Not too much. I know this is Activision's flagship franchise. Like I said, it cooks for a long time in development. Yeah. Uh, and I'm guessing the tools are probably easier to use than the old engine. <laughs> yeah. Which should alleviate some of that that concern about bugs and stuff like that. We'll have to wait and see when it launches. But visually, I'm liking what I'm seeing of it so far. They're doing this new kind of photorealistic thing. Like the uh, some of the guys at work got to see it. And said it's bonkers how how realistic it looks at times. It looks beautiful from the trailer that we that they lighting given us. Oof, yeah, man, the, the texture quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's smoking. Uh, it, this this Call of Duty's got a single player campaign. It's back. Hey, so we they got, got rid of it. How about that? Everybody complained. Yes, and they're like, our bad. Okay. But did they? But did they really? Again, because this game's been cooking for two, three years. Do you th- really think they just responded to last year's game and shoehorned in a, stu- a single I don't player think campaign they, into this? I don't think they shoehorned it in, but I'm guessing there was something in the plans, and then they're like, nobody plays single player anymore, and then realized when everybody people still care a stink about it, they're like, okay, yeah. let's put it back. I'm guessing maybe yeah, there's a chance they could have like started working on it a year and a half ago, something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad it's back because I always when I I always go into it. the games. Yeah, yeah, when I go into the games, I start with single player. I do too. Kind of cut my teeth with AI, and then I go into the multiplayer. Yeah, I just want to get I want to get reacquainted with the button layout, exactly how this engine feels, and yep. you know, just how you know, just get back into that. You know, because it's usually for me, it's been eight months. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I just want to get the feel again. So I play through the single player campaign, and then I go get slaughtered multiplayer. Uh, so in this single-player campaign, you'll sometimes play as a professional soldier and sometimes as a scrappy rebel. When you're the professional soldier, you get a bunch of high-tech gear, which is what Modern Warfare has always been known for, and I think a lot of people like, is that near-future tech. Right. When you're a rebel, you got to cobble together improvised weapons like Molotov cocktails and IEDs and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's going to kind of alternate between these two perspectives. If it holds true to other Call of Duty games, you're going to be seeing it through the eyes, the story unfold through the eyes of multiple characters. Yeah. 
Uh, some live, some die. That's one thing I like about it is you just don't know the fate of your characters. There is a little bit of separation in that feeling like a part of it since you are seeing it through so many different sets of eyes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do like that you get to the end of a level and you're like, oh, this guy's not yeah. going to make it. Yeah, like, He did well, but yeah, it's, he made it's a wrong turn. <laughs> uh, how about cross-play support? For Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, and that's not the only thing that's awesome. Also, no uh, season pass. Yeah, I know. So you don't have to buy maps. The maps are all now that? free, so yes. everybody plays against everyone on every map. I th- Both are fantastic developments, and one that you... For all the heat we give, give EA constantly on this show, Yeah, how about another company at least as big as EA, if not bigger in terms of market cap, in Activision... Just doing what players want. You know, we wanted cross-play support. Thank you. You gave it to us. We don't want the season passes. Can you just, you know, can our 60 bucks just give us the maps that you're going to make? Yes. I know. Yes, uh, they can. I know there's a lot of problems with free-to-play games like Fortnite and stuff like that, trying to nickel and dime you. Yeah. But the successes of those games are making these big AAA games kind of change their their methods mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how they deliver content and how they, they try to charge the consumer. So they have to be competitive. Yeah. So it kind of evens out, right? Like, neither are great, but we're at a point now where, at least from this Call of Duty Modern Warfare, where it seems fair. It does seem fair. Um, the last Call of Duty had a lot of buzz to it. This one, if it's, if it's any... If, if my Twitter account is any indication... When I posted the the trailer and this key information about it, people were extraordinarily excited for this. Yep. They've managed to breathe new life into the Call of Duty franchise. You're in, you're out, even if people are giving it more dislikes than any video on YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. the trailers, they're still the best-selling games among them each year, you know, yeah. unless there's like a rock star game like Red Dead or Grand Theft Auto. There were there were people who honestly believed that it was going to be over for the franchise that, you know, they put out a couple of duds, the infinity one that you and I like, but it was consumers hated. Um, and there, there was a lot of people that thought battlefield had just passed it and it was over for call yeah. of duty. That wasn't the Not case. So fast. People like the feel of these games, the, the flow of combat. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's something that they do better than anyone in terms of the, the kind of tight knit and, yeah. and the pacing, uh, the urban stuff, you know, as great as Battlefield is for the big maps yeah. and just how epic they are, sometimes you don't want to have to walk for 90 seconds after you die to go find a vehicle and get shot and then go have to run for, you know, 60 seconds and, you know, all that. And there you know, just comes a time each year where it's like, I'm jonesing for it again. You know, yeah. it's, it's almost like clockwork. It's like, okay, it's time for a new one. And it's like a month away and you're like, awesome. Right. Can't right. wait to get back into it. Uh, so that's called Duty Modern Warfare coming October 25th, which is right in the wheelhouse of when it always comes out. I yep. think this is yeah, they're feels, always in October, November. Yeah, it feels like it feels like this is about the right time for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. We'll uh, we'll keep you posted on that as um, as news continues to come in on Call of Duty. Um, last week we talked about two games that interested me a lot, but you and I hadn't put a lot of time into firsthand, and now we have. And I just want to circle back on them. When we come back from the break, Void Bastards, a fascinating first-person comic book-inspired roguelike shooter, which is a mouthful, Mm -hmm. and Observation, which I've been playing Void Bastards. You've been playing Observation in detail. 
We touched on them last week, and now that we got a little more firsthand, I want to talk about those a little bit more, and a bunch of E3 topics for you, what to expect and how we think the show's going to go and what kind of big news you can uh, be planning to hear one week from today on Video Games Weekly. This is Video Games Weekly on The Fan. The Fan. There's a certain temptation to just use this entire show to break down Chernobyl. <laughs> I, I watched me. the first episode. You did. It's very dark, Church. It's so gripping. Oh God. I mean, if it's it's well, not it's, a feel good subject, but that no. doesn't mean it's not awesome. No, it's but it's so good. And it you only are better. watching a train wreck like unfold in slow motion through yes. this whole thing, and That's you right. know the outcome because it's based on real history. So, well, but do you? I mean, well, you, I think most people on these characters, you want them to live through this and all that. These ones that they put in front of you, yeah, right out of the gates, you just know for some of them, it's nobody's it's over. Yeah, um, but you don't. Almost nobody I know really knew, really knows what went down in any. In, in all we know is just the most, the most broad strokes of what happened with Chernobyl. Yeah. Uh, this show's deep dive on it is it's so well acted, so well written. The sound is so good, and it is riveting, gripping, tension filled, anxiety filled. So good. Um, but that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk video games. Last week we talked about Void Bastards and Observation, two different games. I just want to circle back on them for a minute so that we don't totally regurgitate last week's show. Both that scored well, and we were intrigued by. Yes, your you your your company, Game Informer, gave Void Bastards an eight out of ten, mm-hmm. and that is disgraceful. Oh no! Yes, you should be deeply embarrassed. This is a fantastic game. <laughs> I have played for a week. I went home from Video Games Weekly last week, and after we talked about it, I'm like, I need to go buy this. So I went and bought Void Bastards. It's so good. The premise of it is, avoid bastards. Now, having played it, now I can carry my end of the conversation on this a lot better, is you go from, you, um, you dot, you're, it's an outer space game, it's a first-person shooter, and you dock at a ship, and the ship layout is totally randomized, and you find a bunch of loot and parts and health and stuff on the ship. And included in that, you need fuel and stuff to move around a map so you can go to the next ship. And the next ship, and the next ship, and it's got it's got basically a quest line that you're trying to find certain parts and things. But what's beautiful, but the the beauty of it is, is the randomization, like a rogue like, is such that you you never know what you're going to get. You don't know what the enemy placement's going to get going to be. You don't know what the ship layout's going to be. Um, you take your loadout with the best guess. It gives you a broad expl- uh, going before you board the ship. You know a little bit about what's coming. So you set your loadout as best you can, but you yeah. don't know. Hmm. And then it's coping. And every ship's got a little bit of some different stuff. One of them, the power's out. Another one, the lights are out. Um, another one might have stronger enemies or weaker enemies. And so every ship is just, it's just the randomization's great. And then as you collect stuff, it starts unlocking more and more items and powers and abilities. And it's great. And then when you die, and you die plenty in Void Bastards, you just pick up with a brand new guy who's also randomized, and he's got unique skills. And that guy then gets to pick up all, all of the all the all of the gear and loot that you've unlocked, he has access to. 
Okay. So you don't have to start over on all of that. And it's really, really fun. What's your score right now? Um, right now, I'd give Void Bastards a 925. Wow. It's great. It's everything I love about a roguelike with a first-person shooter. And the comic book, the whole comic book milieu yeah. is done so well. I love Void Bastards. It's terrific. I'm as equally high on observation as you are Void Bastards. All right. And you guys gave that, I think, a 9 out nine of 10. 9 out of 10. Um, so I don't even know what genre you would call this. It's science fiction. Uh, it's set in space on a space station. Something terrible's happened. And uh, you right out of the gates, you meet someone named, uh, an astronaut named Emma, Emma Fisher. Mm-hmm. And she... Uh, She's in distress. She does. She can't reach her other crewmates, and you embody an AI. You are the, the computers. computers. Yes. I cannot tell you how strange it is because <laughs> most games you're kind of role playing these characters and you're getting behind their motivations. Yeah. But what is your motivation as an AI? Is just to do computer things. Should you care about these characters? Sure. But do they? But. You probably do, right? Because well, you're, you're helping them. You know, they yeah. ask for help, and right. you do what a computer does. You figure out solutions for them, how to open airlocks, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. And it's it's very mechanical. Like, you're just doing little puzzles here and there. Yeah. Uh, entering button presses, you know, just in sequence, like a computer would, you know, booting up, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, she'll be talking to you, and then all of a sudden on your screen, it'll just, in cap letters, will be, bring her. You don't know who who's, who's communicating who's with you. Yeah, really. Is it cool. someone else? And then she's like trying to go through the ship, figure out what happened. Yeah. And try to get make contact with the other people if they're still alive on the ship. Okay. And as she's going along, she's... So you're unlocking parts of the ship as you go, right? Yeah, so like... They're so all... wait, are you bringing her to her death? I don't I don't want to give it away, Charlie. Okay, all right. Uh, but the story is so well written. Mm-hmm. The pacing, so well done. It kind of hits on horror themes of this lurking fear that's coming or, or something bad's coming. But at yeah. the same time, it's, again, you're just kind of a voyeur, kind of rooting for this character, you know, that you're not controlling, but yeah. you're helping along the way. But you don't know what you're helping her towards. Okay. Uh, it's fascinating. It's really well done. Um, can I play it with my 13-year-old daughter? Yes. You know, can she, she could play along with it or maybe even control it? Yeah, I would say, you know, very PG-13 in terms of tone. There's no gore or anything like that. Okay. It is a little spooky just in, when you see that word, bring her, you're like, uh, what's happening? All right. Uh, kind of Hitchcockian-like in its tone and, and uh, flow. I, I'm adoring it. I think it's great. Fantastic. All right. So, you know, we, we loved these games last week, and we've now put more time into it. We still love Void Bastards. We love Observation. I know they're both on PC. Yep. And I believe they're on full console release or near full. PS4 for observation. observation. And yeah. I, I think Void Bastards might only be Xbox, actually, but I'm not positive. Let's look at I'm up. playing it on PC. Uh, not a terribly taxing game either. You could play it on an older uh, on an older PC probably just fine. I'll mention that as well. The other while you're looking while you're looking for that, regular listeners will know my love of a game called Divinity Original Sin 2. The developer is a Swedish company called Larian Studios, and they put up an image on their website of a three, and everybody assumed it was Divinity Original Sin 3, 
But then some enterprising person decided to look at the like the source code of the image mm-hmm. in a text editor and saw numerous references to Baldur's Gate. The classic yeah. 20-year-old series that helped re, you know, redefine role-playing games in its day. It is the perfect fit. It's the perfect fit, isn't it? Although, would you be more excited for Divinity 3? That is like your all-time... It's my... It's my it's, that it's one Witcher, of my two, right? Yeah, that yeah. Witcher, my two favorite, you know, pure role-playing games. So, yeah, it's... it. I would I'd have been very happy with Divinity Original Sin 3, but... The idea that they're going to do D&D and they're going to do Baldur's Gate again, yeah, I can't not be excited about that. As somebody that lived through Baldur's Gate the first time. And I'm teasing it is going into our next subject of E3. Like, yeah. we should be seeing this very soon. I hope so. I hope that I, you know, I'm assuming they're at E3, and I'm assuming they're going to have to do something why, with E3. With why this. would you tease that yeah, right, right before E3? If and then not be, be there. there. Yeah. Right. You, you just wait till after. But we believe that that's coming, and they believe they're working on Baldur's Gate. They haven't confirmed, even though this happened like five days ago, and yeah. the whole world knows now, they have not yet taken the extra step of just acknowledging what appears to be what everybody else already knows. Let's talk E3, Reiner. All right. We have got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven major events by my count. There are several minor events that I'm not going to get into. Major events from E3. I want to I want to hit on all seven of them and okay. tell me what you expect at these events. And you'll be giving your predictions as well? Yeah, they're not as good as yours, okay. but that's okay. Uh, I want to start here. The first one, and these are, by the way, this is in chronological order. This is the order they're going in. The first one is actually in two days, well in advance of the show. It's Thursday, and that's Google's Stadia event stadia is their streaming gaming service by google and cloud gaming's been tried many times before reiners you know and it's been a universal failure yeah but this time it's google what do you expect uh game announcements like a launch lineup Mm -hmm. timing you know when this thing's coming and what the price will be like because there's a controller that you get with it yes you're streaming everything from no hardware, but you need some physical object to play with it, right? So, right. so there is a controller they announced. We don't know how much that will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if there's like a subscription model, I think that's what everybody wants to know. There'll be a subscri- 100% subscription model, Yeah, but that's what people right? want to know, like what is how they're going to handle that. Or right. are you just buying games individually? Or are you renting them? Like, it's going to be subscription. It's going to be the Netflix model, don't you think? I don't know. I do. It's got to be. I'm confident. I don't know, but I'm confident it's going that's to be subscription. The way, that's that's we would the whole want world it, is but how do developers way. make money that way? And, well, here's I'll tell you how they make money that way. You um you put when you get somebody locked into a subscription, they don't quit until you give them a reason to quit. Till you screw something up. People don't they they don't leave. You have ongoing $20 a month revenue, right? If if it comes down to just buying games one at a time, well, then I'm a very cautious buyer. You know, I'm reading reviews, I'm analyzing, and there's going to be a lot of weeks I don't spend $20 at all. And so the ongoing, reliable, bankable revenue for subscriptions is so valuable that that's the model that every that's the model everybody wants right now. So how, so if you're a game developer, how do you get paid? Well, 
of my twenty dollar of my twenty dollars, if so you're thinking twenty dollars a month, yes. Oof. Oh yeah, there won't be any less than twenty. Will not be any less than twenty, and it might be thirty. So you're uh, saying you're yes. preying on people that just don't cancel their subscription service; they just leave it well, running. It's also a good. It's also got to be a good product, right? If the, if Google's Stadia doesn't work right, if there's latency problems, you know, it's all dead. But if you don't, again, if you don't give me a reason to leave, if I've got a bunch of good games that I enjoy playing at thirty dollars a month, half of retail for one new game. And I have 24-7. You could buy six games and have them as your own, owning them in a year. In a year. Or I can, or I can, you could have, I could physically own six many games. games. Yeah. Or I can have access for the 365 days, 24 to, hours a day, access to every game that's in the Stadia lineup. And that's going to be compelling for people. Um, to be clear with the Stadia, it's not. It's going to run, there's going to be like an app of some kind, right? It's going to run just like your Netflix app or your Hulu app on your TV or whatever, right? But there is a hardware controller. Yeah, they made right? a proprietary controller. I think you can use other devices, keyboard, mouse, it's a computer, right? Um, well, wait, is it a computer? I mean, am I running this it's on, a service? Am I running that, it on my well, PC? Am I running it on thing. a TV app? Am I you running run it on a Chromecast? You could run it on what anything. What am I running this on? You could run it on anything. They showed a demo where it was like Assassin's Creed, started on a computer. In a second, they threw it over to a phone, mm-hmm. threw it over to a tablet, um, you know, continuing exactly where you left off. That's kind of the beauty of this thing, right? Yeah. You could play it on anything, but how do you do that? That controller is the thing that's kind of linking it all together, right? That's your input for all of these devices. I don't think you necessarily need it if you just want to play on your computer. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. if you want to throw it over to your phone, you're going to need some way to interact with your phone. You're not going to be doing touchscreen playing a game that way. I think there's going to be apps that run on a Roku and on your TV sure. and on Apple TV and on a PC. And I think it's just going to be app driven, I think. But this is part of what we'll find out. Yeah. At E3, when Google, uh, actually, not even at E3, it's in two days. Two days. days. It's in two days. Yeah. It's in Los Angeles. Um, and so I think they're trying to sort of gravy train a little bit here, the E3 crowd. But you're not going to be there in two days. No. And they have... Uh they have a first-party development studio, you know, so they're going to be they making do. their own exclusives. I'm yeah. hoping we get some announcements there. I bet we do. I bet we do. But the key word will be latency. They, if they can't if they can't figure out the latency, the whole thing's dead. Well, but they must have figured it out. Yeah, I, I see it as like an option where I won't pay $30 a month for an option. But if there are games that I don't care about latency, I think a call or a yeah. uh, uh, Assassin's Creed is perfectly fine on something with a little bit of latency. Sure. Whereas like an Overwatch oh. or Call of Duty, absolutely not. Every right. nanosecond counts. Right. And if it's off, you feel like you're drunk or you're skating on ice when you're playing. Right. 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 It doesn't feel right. Let alone a turn-based game like an XCOM or a tactics game or you know. Any of those, right? They're, yeah. You know, Final Fantasies, whatever. Start on my TV at home and then continue it on my phone, you know, while I'm at lunch or something. That's awesome. That could be pretty cool. Yeah. That could be pretty cool. Uh, that's the Stadia launch. That's the first part of our E3 coverage. We're going to take a break. We'll have got a couple of callers lined up. We'll, uh, we'll take their calls. And we'll continue talking about some of the things that we expect to see at E3 over the course of the next week. Paul Charchi and Ryan are with you. Video Games Weekly comes back in a moment. This is Video Games Weekly on the fan. Fan.com. Welcome back to 
to the show, Video Games Weekly on the Fan. Paul Charchian and Reiner with you. Uh, we're talking about some more E3 expectations. We're going to talk about what we want to see or expect to see from Electronic Arts in a moment. But first, I promise to take some calls. And we've had callers nice enough to hold, including Joe and in Monticello. Hi, Joe. Hi, Charles. How are you? Good. Thank you for calling in. What's on your mind? So I just want to talk uh, World of Warcraft Classic beta. Um, you know, and see... Let you know how that's checking out, whatnot so far. So yeah, are you well, you're in, you're in the beta for World of Warcraft Classic? Yes. Now I played when World of Warcraft launched. I played it up to like level fifty. So I, I played it a long time. When did it originally launch? Was that fifteen years, years ago? Right, Joe? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, fifteen years ago sounds sounds about right. Yeah. Right. So the question I think that would be in any rational person's mind is. Who wants the classic game again with, you know, there were so many problems with it compared to today's MMOs. Why would I want to go back to a game from 15 years ago? You know, the funny part is, is you'd think after 15 years, you'd want want to go back. But Blizzard has dumbed down the game so much since, since, let's say, Wrath of Lich King and Cataclysm and Nort, in in a sense, that going back and the game being hard again is, is actually fun. I mean, it's still it's still glitchy and it still has the same little little bugs that it had back in the day. But my God, they they did a good job and it's 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 back to being itself again. To be honest with you, really. But what's so, yeah. what's the end game here? Isn't it just going to follow the same footsteps and you're going to end up not liking how easy it gets again? Well, so their idea so far is you know right now as of this morning they, they released from. 30 to 40, so you can level up to 40, um, and then they're going to go all the way to 60, obviously, when the game launches in August, but the whole idea is, you know, play till you get to Molten Core and do that kind of stuff, but then they plan on releasing new, old content, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, so, they're not going to re-release the same expansions yeah. from before, but they're going to release new expansions based on the old engine. That's great. Yeah, and that's I, what it sounds like, yeah. Is it the old graphics? Because I really, really wouldn't want to go back on graphics. You know, it. They went back to the old graphics. To be honest with really? you, really, um, okay. and it kind of adds the nostalgia factor of it, um, to say the least. I wasn't too pleased with the old graphics, but they went back to it, and so far, it's, it's been working for them. All right. What yeah. if What if the old game overtakes the current one, like the one that they no really way. want to support? Could it what really happens? Happen? So, could it happen? <laughs> it could. Um, you know, I think it could happen. I, I actually, I, the whole idea is you, you get WoW Classic for free if you have a paid subscription to the current retail WoW. So I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the idea is I think for the first few months, you know, even the first six months, it might bring the retail WoW, WoW down a little bit, and then eventually you'll progress back to the the retail version. Now, when I was playing it at launch, um, you had to install a bunch of third party stuff just to get the UI right on World of Warcraft. Do they are they really rolling it back to the original UI? Yes, back to oh, the man. back to the original UI. I mean, I spent the first week hammering my UI back to the way I like it, but you know, it took all those third-party developers had to go back and redo them all again. So, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, Joe. Yeah. It's like Groundhog's Day. Uh, now, uh is if I just want to buy and play or just want to play World of Warcraft Classic, can I just buy that? Uh, as far as I know, you can't. If you have to have a paid WoW subscription. For okay, it. Right. they'll always have that number yeah. cooked in. Then, yeah, right. It, it, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So uh, you know, I I was skeptical that this would be a hit, but just looking around Twitter and seeing the stories and Reddit, there's a ton of people that care about World of Warcraft getting dusted off from the 15 year old version. Joe, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's crazy. It is. I'm shocked. Uh, Joe, thank you for uh, the call. I'm going to put you on hold to see if you want uh, any of the giveaways we've got tonight. 
Uh, Matt up in Nisswa. Hi, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Let me phone. Yeah, All thank right, you. Appreciate that. Yeah. What's on um, your mind? I wanted to text you about Red Dead uh, Online mm-hmm. and sure. all the, the new updates they have with it. Um, kind of been, I don't know, the experience I've had has been kind of glitching out a little bit mm. last week or so. And then all those gold bars that you kind of have to achieve, it seems kind of, I don't know, mundane a little bit. Yeah, but I'm that's... just wondering if, if uh, you know, if you guys have heard anything better as far as the updates or or what? Yeah, they're going to keep pumping out new content at mm-hmm. a, at a pretty good clip, and sometimes you know the stuff they they introduce doesn't work, but they they go right back to to working on it, trying to fix it, make it good for the community. Uh, the great thing about these these uh, persistent games, these online games, is the community has a big say in what happens next, right? Like. They're very. They want to keep the player base there. If something isn't working, uh, they'll address it. And a big dev like Rockstar uh, has the talent to be able to do that pretty quickly. So hopefully it gets better for you soon. Uh, I know they have big plans for. Uh, we just posted a big story for the roadmap coming forward, mm-hmm. um, and I think it, it it should have a pretty pretty solid 2019. Is uh, do you think we're going to get a PC announcement at E3? <sighs> I don't know. Like so. They waited a couple of years yeah. after Grand Theft Auto Five. They did, and then everybody everybody bought it again. Right? I could see them doing oh, that again. With, I did with Red Dead. Yeah, I did too. I, I could see them doing that with Red Dead, having some new additions, even on the console yeah. version, if mm-hmm. it's on PS Five and the next Xbox. Well, especially with all all the custom made mods, right? It makes it so much more exactly. interesting to play when you've got the user community that's building all these you know fantastic different elements to it. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a it's a couple of years out, but. Who knows? Maybe they changed their their mind, and you know uh, they're just going to release it right away. Uh, Matt, wasn't there just a brand new update that came out for for Red Dead Two Online like a couple days ago? Is this the one that yeah, you're referring I've been, to? I've been trying to to play it, and I don't know if it's if it's updating or or what, because it seems like when I play it, uh, sometimes it like glitches out on me. Maybe just because everybody else online hasn't updated their software, or it kicks you out. I have a serious question, Matt, and I don't mean this to sound um, sort of city-centric, urban-centric. How is the internet in Nisswa? I've got charger spectrum. It's high speed. It's not as great as uh, Xfinity down mm-hmm. where you're at. Yeah. But it's better than CTC and and uh, Quest and all those. I think those are the only other options up here. Okay. Uh, um, thank you for the thanks for the call, Matt. I appreciate it. I'm going to put you on hold for one of our giveaways, although I think you got to pick them up here, and Nisswa's may not be uh may not be happening we'll find out we've got another caller lots of callers john. today yeah i love which this is great john and albert lee hello hello john maybe not all right maybe i thought i heard john all right we'll put john back on hold maybe we'll get back uh, maybe we'll get back to john later let's get back to e3 sure uh electronic arts is quasi at e3 they're gonna have a live stream they're outside e3 they're just doing something a few days before the show starts it's called ea play Mm -hmm. uh in years past they had a press conference they don't have one this year they're just dividing up all their games over multiple days of streaming and that kicks off with uh star wars jedi fallen order which i cannot wait yeah this uh for this to be revealed i want to see uh what they're doing what respawn is up to and um yeah, we're just a, a few days away from that as well. For people that aren't haven't maybe heard us talking about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order yet, 
or maybe you know just haven't run into it. Tell people what you know, what you know sure. about this. Not not the least of which is that Respawn's doing it, and they've got such great action chops that automatically I'm a lot more interested. Yeah, so it's directed by Stig Osmussen. He's the uh, he directed God of War three. Yeah, uh, one of the best action games of all time. They're mm-hmm. doing a third person single player game with no microtransactions, no multiplayer. Yeah, it is just a straight up story driven game, adventure game. And uh, you play as a, not a Jedi, you're a Padawan. So that's the, you know, they're learners trying to become yeah. Jedi Knights. Yep. So you're an underdeveloped Jedi-to-be uh, who, after the Emperor, Emperor Palpatine uh, exacted Order 66, was, which was the order to eradicate all the Jedi, mm-hmm. so all the clones at the end of Revenge of the Sith turned on him, uh, you went into hiding. So Cal went into hiding. Right. He does something that outs himself as, you know, a force user and immediately starts being hunted. And that's where the game's going to begin with you on the run, with the Empire coming after you, with Jedi hunters, basically. These these specially trained troops that are coming after you. Yeah. It sounds super cool. I just love that it's single-player Star Wars role-playing game. I, I want Basically, I want Witcher 3 in the Star Wars universe if it's not too much trouble. Yeah, when uh, Vince Zampella, the CEO of Respawn, announced that it was single player with no microtransactions at Star Wars Celebration a few months ago, yeah, that's the loudest cheer they got. I bet that's where we're at as a gaming community, isn't it? By it's the come way. to that. That all the main thing we care about is no microtransactions. Yeah. That's unbelievable, and it's single player because so many people just dropped single player. That's really how bad ridiculous. it's gotten. Yeah. I know. The other stuff the EA is going to be focusing on doesn't interest me in the slightest. It's got Apex Legends will be there. Battlefield 5, FIFA, Madden, and Sims 4. Don't care. I mean, FIFA and Madden, those are huge. I, I don't, it's E3. I'm in it for the new stuff. I'm in it for, for groundbreaking developments. There are two games that are the early leaders in game of show for E3. Star Wars, Jedi, Fallen Order, yes. Cyberpunk 2077. Let's add a third. The Avengers. And right. a fourth. For you, Charge. Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, well, all right. You talked me into it. Uh, we've got a few more callers who want to chime in. Tom, hello. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? I was wondering if you guys want to talk a little bit about more of the crossplay things coming out. I just heard with Modern Warfare having their crossplay announced, some of these big, uh, big-time hitters are starting to do that finally. Yeah. yeah, it seems like the after Sony kind of balked at it, uh, mm-hmm. the floodgates are now open for crossplay, and I think it's only going to get better as we move into the new generation. So Fortnite, huge Rocket League, huge already. Um, mm-hmm. Dauntless that just came out yep. is crossplay. That's been very very popular. Um, what other? Are, what other? Are there some other notables? Well, Modern that, Warfare's that's Modern Warfare's going deal. to be a yes. huge deal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's well, a matter of how they hang- prefer console too over spending all this money on the PCs. I mean, they're nice, but. Yeah, I still well, prefer console. The one concern with Modern Warfare is do they have separate lobbies for people using mouse and keyboard and then yep. people on the controller? Yeah. So that's yep. a big concern with crossplay. Uh, I think there's an advantage for PC players. You just have better accuracy and reflexes mm-hmm. with, with the mouse and keyboard. You do. I think oh, it's a sure. I think it's a done deal. Uh a couple others that I know about. I know Minecraft's got uh cross cross platform. I know uh, Arc Survival Evolved has got it. And I think Final Fan, one of the Final Fan, the online multiplayer, is it 15? Yeah. I lose track. It's got it as well. The one thing I'll say is for Modern Warfare, the one of the biggest games of the year to have that. And I mean, yeah. obviously Fortnite before it, but yeah. for a new Call of Duty to have that out of the gates is, mm-hmm. is a big deal. And I think it's a sign of 
change for mm-hmm. uh, the industry moving forward. Fingers crossed for Baldur's Gate 3 to have it. Uh, <laughs> oh, that'd be well, great. Well, wait, but I, I don't want it to be multi... I mean, well, okay, it's fine. If it's cooperative multi... Cooperative... Yeah. Right. Yeah, cooperative play, I'm totally I'm totally cool. Like like Divinity Original Sin. I'm with mm-hmm. you. Uh, Tom, I'll put you on hold. I'm not sure what our giveaway status is, but if we've got anything, we'll uh, right. you'll have the option. All right, John, I'm trying you one more time. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Now you're here. All right, all right, you're back. Outstanding. What do you want to talk yeah. about? Uh, I am a brand new VR purchaser. Just got the Oculus Quest. I thought I'd give a thirty-second first impression. Ooh. All right, let's hear it. All right, hold on. I got to make sure Joe's. Re- yeah, Joe is ready for our thirty-second quasi review. Go ahead and start whenever you're ready, John. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, first time VR user, love it. Out of the box, ready to play in about two hours. Uh, that includes battery time. Really quick setup. Came in the box with about 75% battery. The speakers are good. They're much better than you expect. The menus are intuitive. Uh, I've played Vader, Beat Saber, and Super Hot. I do have some concern about replayability of the game. Um, but on the plus side, my wife loves it and wants to show her friends. So, you're on the phone. Dive in. Reiner, you've uh, you've spent time with the Oculus Quest. We love it on this show. It's fantastic. It's yeah. a game changer for VR. That's what I keep saying. Uh, not having the cord is 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 a huge thing, and just the ease of setup, as you just brought up, uh, is huge. And uh, what you said about game replayability—that's a big issue just with VR in general. A lot of them, a lot of the games are just kind of created as these short experiences that are kind of meant to be one and done. You know, Vader Immortal is is definitely that, where it's story driven. Not a lot of reason, not a lot of gameplay to it. Even you're just kind of a voyeur in this world. Uh, but it's still cool to be there, right? Like it's. I'm glad I experienced that. Um, hopefully, we get more games in the multiplayer vein. I know they're trying that, like shooters yep. and stuff. Beat Saber, I think, has pretty good replayability. <laughs> Are you kidding? I recommend Super Hot. Uh, Super, Super Hot's fantastic. Super Hot's so much fun. Yeah, I recommend a game called yeah. Bait, which is a fishing game, uh, which okay, you can yeah. get on your quest. It's yeah. just relaxing. It's you just. Seriously, just throwing a line in the water and and you're in that world catching fish. Half the fun of owning a VR headset, a gaming VR headset, not the crappy phone ones. The gaming VR headset is watch playing with other people and they put that on mm-hmm. for the first time and they freak the bleep out. Yep, and they so are funny. they're having an out of body experience and and you you've 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 mentioned that um, it feels that way, John. That you know you you put it on, your wife puts it on, whatever, and people are like, my God, this is unbelievable. And we've yeah, seen I just a, played the, the okay. falling. There's a falling sequence in Super Hot, and I <laughs> was yelling, and my wife's like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I know it's it's great when you're watching people in your living room afraid to take a step forward because they're on the edge of a yeah. building, right? And yeah. <laughs> like, I can't do it. I can't step off the cliff. And meanwhile, it's yep. just carpet in front of them. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, we highly recommend it over here. Thank you for the 30-second review. I'll put you on hold, yep. uh, John. We've seen a huge uptick at Game Informer of people asking what VR games to get for it. So I think it's doing pretty well. Corey Cove called me yesterday about uh, about the Oculus Quest, and it's uh, it's terrific. We love it. All right, so we've touched on uh, two of our seven E3 topics. Okay, we got to fly. we got like nine minutes. Uh, how much time is Microsoft going to waste on the Project X Cloud streaming service? Hopefully not much. I wanted uh, to talk about the new consoles. That's what I want, too. They say they've got three new IPs they're going to release. That's interesting to me. 
Yeah, because they bought all those development teams. They brought acquired a bunch of studios mm-hmm. that have been cooking on games well before that, right? In Exile, we assume it's going to be like a Wasteland 3 exclusive to Xbox. Uh, Outer Worlds by Obsidian, we think we're going to get a look at that. Well, no, that's no? still being published by 2K. That deal oh, right, was right, right. done before they were acquired. But, okay, thank you. But yeah. they have Obsidian in. They do. So Obsidian might something have a else. That might, be one of the, that might be one of the new IPs. Ninja Theory, uh, who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there could be a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm hoping we see Fable. I'm hoping we see Halo Infinity. You will. Uh, Gears of War 5. Or yeah. I guess they just call it Gears 5 now. Mm-hmm. Something uh, on Minecraft Earth. I'm not a Minecraft guy, so I didn't know about this. Minecraft Earth? You don't know anything about it? No. I don't either. But that might be there as well, from what I understand. Bethesda is going to uh, skip all the stuff that people really care about, and they're going to give us Doom Eternal, which actually I do care about, yeah. and Wolfenstein Youngblood. What do you know about either of those? Uh, well, Doom Eternal is the sequel to the awesome Doom reboot from yeah. two years ago? 2016, I believe. And it's exactly what you expect, like, uh-oh, hell on earth again, <laughs> <laughs> new demons to shoot. Uh, but it's just fun, like, the, they're... Their uh, gameplay mechanics are just rock solid. Yeah, super fast, violent. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what how that turns out. And then Wolfenstein is kind of like a, I believe it's kind of an expansion to last year's game or two years ago. I can't remember when the last one came out, but kind of continuing that story story of uh, Blastowitz and and all that. Uh, it's a co op shooter set in 1980. Yeah, so it was uh, in the 70s and Wolfenstein now it's in Young 80. Blood. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't think it has any relation to the Rob Lowe film, Youngblood. I don't think From so. the 80s. <laughs> uh, but I wish it did. Uh, that was a hockey movie, as I recall. Yeah. Rob Lowe, yeah. noted skater that he is. Um, I'm afraid they're going to sh- they're gonna blow a lot of time on the god-awful Elder Scrolls Blades. And Fallout 76, you'd assume they're going to talk about what's coming next. I think, th- I bet they'll try to get, they'll try to pump some kind of life into Fallout 76. And just they try, to, to. try yeah. to save save face on it, if nothing else. Uh, Ubisoft's press conference will have Ghost Recon Breakpoint, mm-hmm. right? Yep, that's announced. There's a rumored roller derby game coming from Ubisoft. All right. Roller I'm on derby. Board. Okay. Uh, they've said not coming to the show is Beyond Good and Evil 2 and Skull and Bones. Those two games will not be there. Which is weird, because Skull and Bones has been there two years. I wonder yeah. what's going on with that. It's a bad sign, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Ubisoft's working on their own subscription service, Reiner. I don't, come on, man. I don't, Everybody's going to have it. You know they're going to all have, it's going to be like, it's going to be just like Hulu and Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Uh, they did just announce a new game. They did. Tell me. Watch Dogs Legion. Watch Dogs Legion. Yep. The third entry in that series. No, just the name. That's the name. Uh, they had said that there was going to be three unannounced, previously unannounced AAA titles. There's one. That's one of them. So there's still two to come from Ubisoft. Uh, so we'll find out. We'll You're hoping for know. Splinter Cell. That's what I want. I th- a lot, you're not alone. A lot of people want that for sure. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Video Games Weekly on the Fan. If you miss any part of the show, check out the podcast, Cafe and Fan on Demand. If you like the show, we especially appreciate those that take the time to rate and review the show on your particular uh, podcast streaming service. That uh, helps people around the country find Video Games Weekly. We'll be back next week with an E3 edition of Video Games Weekly. Talk to you then, everybody. Bye-bye.